This is the World of Raw Podcast. And now your host, standing at 6'4", 225 pounds, from Alice, Texas, Roel Santos. Hey, 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 everyone. Sit down, relax, crank up your volumes, tune in your headsets, dial it in because it's now time for the World of Row podcast. I'm your host. My name is Roel Santos. I'm a fun-spirited guy. I'm also a... I've turned into this glass half-full kind of guy. I'm also a proud husband, a wonderful father. I'm your best friend, I think. I'm a podcaster, and this is a show. Welcome. I give you the show every single Friday on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, whatever podcasting app you use. There's so many great ways that you can help out my podcast, and one of them, of course, or the biggest one, of course, is going to iTunes and leaving a five-star review. Tell your friends about me. Tell your cousins. Tell your coworkers. Then leave the review. Leave the review on iTunes. If you have an Apple device or if you have an iTunes account, let's just put it that way. If you have an iTunes account and you have an iPhone, sign in, leave a review, tell them how much you love the show, and then tell, tell everyone else how much you love the show. I would really, really, really appreciate that. Um, yeah. Guys, what is going on? What is going out on out there in your world? How is everything going for you? Are you having a wonderful day are you enjoying the week have you enjoyed the week are you prepared for spring break that's a thing right people do think spring breaks i mean I'm, i don't know the older i get the less and less i don't like spring break anyway uh, guys I, i'm doing pretty well uh i hope you're well like i've already established stab established gosh you ever notice when you get older the words and things you say are just kind of they sound different. Maybe it's just your your ears are getting older, or maybe you're getting older, or I'm just getting older. It's probably me more than anything. Every time I look at words and they're spelled a certain way, I kind of confuse myself. Or I start second-guessing myself. I'm like, is that the right way to spell it? I don't know. It's mind-blowing. Uh, week's been good so far. Um, I, I This is actually a Tuesday. I, I'm driving right now. I just finished doing a podcast and the podcast that I just finished doing is for this week. Uh, I had the opportunity to sit down and talk with Brandon Oliver. Brandon Oliver is a self-made promoter. <laughs> no, he's a promoter for River City, River City Wrestling or RCW here in San Antonio, Texas. He's been doing it for quite some time and it was really a pleasure to talk to him. I mean, just picking his brain and just hearing stories about how he got into the business, into the wrestling business, and learning about about him and you know as well. Just meeting him for the first time. I met him for the first time today, right before I did the interview. Um, we traded messages through email, and then on Facebook, and we were trying to work out a time to sit down and talk. And you know, he he like I said, he's his own promote. He's a promoter for his own company, and he books the talent and everything like that and I, I was just admire I admired it because I mean the guy's working hard and he's got he's got a, another job and I met him at at his uh, at his job completely on the other side of town from where I'm at but I just wanted to sit down and talk to him and learn about about him and learn about how he got into wrestling and just to be able to talk about wrestling was awesome and then hearing the promoting aspect because like him, I'm kind of a promoter. I mean, I'm promoting myself. I'm promoting my podcast. I'm trying to gain 
new listeners. I'm trying to gain different guests. It's all about just building that that audience and learning about how to get, you know, um, how to get people in the show or get people into it. But it, it was just really cool to talk to him. He's a very down to earth, easygoing guy, and I was I was a bit I, when I first met up with him, I was a bit like, oh man. We're only going to talk for 30 minutes, but then, you know, it ended up turning into almost an hour, which was fantastic because I felt like we nailed a lot of conversation, more conversation than I would have expected. And just in 30 minutes, you know, 30 minutes, sometimes you, you kind of feel like you're, oh man, that's like, it's cram, you crammed in there, you're cramming stuff in there and you want to talk about certain things or you want to hear more about other topics and about this part of the wrestling business or that part of the wrestling business and not being able to get to hear it was kind of like, oh, no, what do I do? But we started talking, and it just kept going. And it was just like, man, we're, we're clicking. It's a good combo, And it was a blast. And I'm really glad that he got to do it. So I'm going to say this right now. Brandon, thank you so much for doing the podcast. And I'm pretty sure I'll thank you at the end. It was just – it was awesome. It was awesome. I think it, it – it, uh, hopefully we get to do more things together. And, you know, he can – I'll, you know, I'll try, I need to go check out some of his shows to be quite honest, because I haven't been able to go and I wanted to go the weekend, uh, Jim Ross came into town and, you know, Jim Ross is a, is a podcaster, but he's also an old, you know, one of the best wrestling announcers or commentators of all time. He's a WWE hall of famer. I mean, just he's synonymous with the wrestling business and for podcasters too, who like listening to his show. He's got a great podcast, but, um, I, this week's been good for me, uh, staying pretty busy. It's going to be a long week. Uh, started off really slow, but it's going to be pretty chaotic here the next few days. But that's okay. That's what we do, right? That's what I got to do. Um, work, still working on getting some things done for the show. Uh, a really exciting time because in March, I'll go ahead and announce this now. I mean, I, I'm I'm going to get to go to South by Southwest for at least a day. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to hang out with the, the people from ACAST, the wonderful people from ACAST. Uh, they, I've known, uh, and, and as you guys may remember, Caitlin Thompson was on the podcast a few episodes back. She's going to, I'm going to get to meet up with her and some of the ACAST team. Hopefully I'll get to do a podcast out there. I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be a whole lot of fun. And just meeting these people and, and talking to people, picking pod, other podcasters' brains in person is going to be kind of fun. And uh, maybe doing some in-person interviews. In-person interviews are so much better than doing some over the Internet. Not that I don't like them or discrediting them. It's just, you know, you, you'd rather get a, a real reaction and see body language and things like that. And, and this is why I enjoy doing the podcast with Brandon. And I didn't mind driving it all the way to him because he's busy. He's got a lot of stuff going on. And not that I don't. But, I mean, I made the time. And I, I'm glad that we got to do it in person because... You know, you found out more about him. Found out more, uh, more reaction, more real life reaction. I, <laughs> but it was great. It was great, and um, hopefully more to come like that, where I get to do more in person. And um, yeah, so you know, we're just we're just hanging about at home, take you know, taking care of things and starting to, starting to get ready for for Jude to come into this world. As you guys, like I mentioned, I just announced last week we're having a son. My wife. And my daughter and myself are very, very excited about welcoming the new addition to our family. I think it's gonna it's gonna be so much fun to have a another boy in the house or another man in the house. <laughs> it's gonna be exciting. 
Uh, anybody, I mean, if you're a father, you know what I'm talking about. I, I'm just really looking forward to it and seeing, you know, I'm going to have, a, I'm going to have two kids. It's amazing. Father of two and I have a wonderful family. I think I'm, I'm set. It's not, I'm not, I don't think I'm set. I know I'm set. This is like the place to be, you know? Anyway, I'll go ahead and get off of my soapbox now, guys, and let's hear the conversation with Brandon and myself. I already hit the record, so... All right. All right, man. So, uh, finally cool to talk to you, dude. (laughs) We just started talking right now. Here, I'll sit sit away from the sun. Yeah, that's better. So, get the strain (laughs) in my eyes. Yeah. But this is this is cool, man. I've never been out here before to UTSA. This is this like not UTSA? Oh, Texas A&M, San Antonio. Oh, well, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, that's two different things. Right? Yeah, oh, oh yeah, man. Dude, it's a big school. UT and, and A&M. Yes. Oh, absolutely. okay, okay. Yeah. So, so you more of an Aggie? Well, not historically. <laughs> not I mean, admittedly, I'm not historically an Aggie. You yeah. know, but the uh, the A&M system is paying you know uh, oh, my yes. living. So definitely, you gotta like, you yeah, know, yeah, gig man. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dude, it, 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 it takes say I told you when I first started here, uh, I started here in 2008. Yeah. And it was out of an elementary school. Yeah. They, they rented an elementary school campus to run out of. Yeah. And there were six, 700 students. And now wow. we have this huge campus. Right. It's, it's uh, 700 acres or so, uh, maybe 800 acres. And uh, yeah. now it has over 5,000 students. Wow. And so. The reason why all this parking's cut off right here is because mm-hmm. they're going to build another building right here. Oh, wow. Okay. It's going to extend out. Wow. Okay. And then over there, you see, is the first dormitories. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. The, so, can, so on-campus living. Yes. Now, what the students are going to do there 24-7, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you put two and two together. We were all kids once. <laughs> you know, it's all like, hey, Texas of San Antonio is another party school. You know? Well, but, they're probably people are probably wondering, like, what am I? Well, actually, I've. By now, actually, I inter- I'll introduce you into the show because I do a little monologue. But you're a promoter, yes. wrestling promoter, and yes. I'm a big wrestling fan, big wrestling fan. But this is like your your day job kind of thing, I guess you could say. Right? right. Can we talk about it? Oh, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I didn't absolutely. want to know if we were supposed to address it or not. But <clears throat> I'm excited to talk to you, man. I um, we reached out a few. I reached out to you a few months ago. A friend of yours appointed told me you should talk to him since you love wrestling. And I was like, yeah, okay, and. I went to the Great San Antonio Bash back in September, okay. and I met Justin Sullivan, who ran that promotion or ran that show. And somebody said, "Yeah, you got to." And that's when I met the Hill Face guys, and they said, "Go to RCW; they got a lot of good shows." I know the promoter and found you, found who you are, and here we are. And and I, I think last week we started talking about getting this done, and and I think it was on Facebook. And I said, right. "You're you're friends with Jim Ross." Jim Ross just commented right. on your post, right? <laughs> yes. So you and Jr. are friends, man. Well. Uh- Hopefully, consider me a friend. <laughs> um, you know, it, I, I've been doing wrestling since 2000. Yeah. Um, in 2000, I started with the Shawn Michaels Wrestling Academy after being a lifelong fan. And, and basically, uh, I had searched around for different wrestling schools. Mm-hmm. At the time, I was living in uh, Tampa, Florida, okay. which is basically, man, anyone that was in a WWF in the 80s and 90s has lived in Tampa. At right, one point right, or another, yeah. They have lived in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> so uh, it was kind of cool. Like, I, I, I'm good friends. Now, one guy I will say I'm good friends with is Bushwhacker Luke. Wow, that's cool. And I'd met him several times there, and I always kid him now 
because uh, I'm like, I know you don't remember it, but uh, he ran a school there, and I, I would stop by there. Yeah. Uh, Dean Malenko ran a school there. Oh, and wow. Stuff like yeah. That. So I would stop by, but uh, I was born in San Antonio. Okay. And I uh, had some family here, and then Shawn Michaels opened the academy. Right. So uh, I packed up everything that would fit in this tiny little Jeep Wrangler, <laughs> and I drove from Tampa to here in San Antonio, you know, with just knowing my family, and that was it. Wow. And uh, so I went to school at Southwest Texas State while I was driving down from San Marcos to San Antonio uh, to attend the Shawn Michaels Wrestling Academy. So that's how it started out. Yeah. Um, Jose so Lothario was there? Uh, he was at the beginning. Yeah. They had a, I, I, I guess they had a disagreement or something. Yeah, yeah. So he stopped, <laughs> he stopped being there. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I don't want to comment. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. But uh, so, but yeah, I mean, and I, I've worked with Jose Lothario a couple that's times. Cool, that's cool, man. Too. That's, yeah, that's awesome, dude. So you were telling me before we started that you, you were an indie wrestler before you became a promoter. So after wrestling academy what did you do did you what did you say you went i i don't know if you said so there was a lot of different little promotions around Mm -hmm. uh, and one of the guys that was a trainer at the Shawn michaels academy he had a promotion and a few other guys had promotions so i refed i managed i did whatever i could right um, to kind of get into it and it was very uh it it was cool but at the same time it was kind of irritating to do all the work that that you know, is involved in a special event, right, which right. is wrestling, right? Right. And to have 10 people in the crowd, mm-hmm. it just, it was disheartening. You know, I look out, there's 10 people there, and out of those 10 people, I was probably responsible for five or six, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it was disheartening. I, I felt bad for the guys. I felt bad for, you know, everybody involved. Right. So, um, Admittedly, I, I started River City Wrestling a little earlier than I wanted to. Sure. I, my goal was always to have my own promotion. That was right. I even told Shawn Michaels that. Like that was my goal. Yeah. You know? And uh, so I, I got talked into it. There was a guy I, I know, a um, very good guy, but he he really pumped my head up. Yeah. You know, yeah, with, yeah. with ideas, <laughs> I was a senior at, at, at Texas State. You know, with like six cents in my pocket, basically. And he's like, dude, you could do it. You could run your own promotion. You know, you have all these ideas. And, uh, you know, the the thing about running a promotion is this, is that everybody's like, man, I have so many storyline ideas. And I have yeah, so yeah. many match ideas. I'm like, brother, that's the fun part. Right. Right. I, I taught uh, high school English for a little while. Did you really? And, uh. And everybody always talks about the experiences of being a teacher. Granted, mm-hmm. I didn't do it for a whole long time, <laughs> but I was in the thick of it. And I could tell you that coming up with the lesson plans and stuff like that. Yeah, that's like, hard. You're like, oh, man. Yeah. You know, I, I'm going to teach these kids. And, you know, there's a credible life lesson, you know, that I, you know, <laughs> you would see in the movies and yeah, TV yeah, shows, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. You know, and you're like, man, I'm going to teach them this life lesson and totally turn them around. And they're going <laughs> to, you know, go from living on the streets to, you know, this you know, you know, well-rounded right, adult. Right. You're like, I'm going to, I'm going to make them a person. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course everybody has those attention. Sure. Their sister says, man, I want to open my own promotion and have it not be successful. Right. Right. So, um, you know, but those are the easy things, making the matches and things like that. That's, that, that is, that's the easy part. To yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's all the other work in there. And I didn't know that. And I sure. was in my early twenties and I was like, Oh, what the hell? I'll do it. <laughs> And uh, so I opened RCW, like I said, admittedly uh, earlier than I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had our first show 
in 2002. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, February or March of 2002. Okay. And it, we really didn't go full time. And when I say full time, I say like at least a show every month. Sure. Um, until about 2005. I would just run shows sporadically here. And yeah, there. yeah, yeah. And then uh, 2005 was really when we started doing one or two shows a month and having a wrestling school and, yeah. and doing it full time that, that way. Wow. Um, and even then, it took took me a few years yeah. to, to perfect it. And I think that it's interesting that you say because you, you're like, oh, I got all these storyline ideas, and you just said that's the easy part. So I'm assuming the hard part is everything else. Yeah, the talent, the venue, paying, or I, I things mean, you just don't expect. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're, you know, uh, <laughs> I always try to tell aspiring promoters, and I've met with aspiring promoters. And, you know, they always come in, I'm, you know, I saw this mm-hmm. and I think I can make it bigger, you know? And, yeah. and I'm like, dude, you know, go for it, man. Right. But, you know, I, I just want to tell you that what you're probably going to try or what you're going to do has probably already been tried or done. Right. Right. And it, it's not as a, oh, I'm so great. And you're not type of thing. <laughs> it's just, you know. It's just experience. Right. 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 You know, and it's like, again, going back to being a teacher, you know, we can have all these, you know, different thoughts about what mm-hmm. a teacher should be and what their life should be like in a classroom. Right. But until you're in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just you and the kids. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, and there's no more, there's no more TV and movies and, you know, yeah. any sort of safety nets. Yeah. It, it, it's hard to relate to that. Yeah. E- even. You know, and I I love it when people come up to me and they're like, "Man, I love wrestling. I watch it every Monday and Tuesday yeah, yeah. and and Wednesday and blah blah, blah right?" And mm-hmm. I read all the dirt sheets and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, "Brother, that's great. Yeah, I mean, wrestling needs people that love it, right, right. to survive. Right, because wrestling is a very niche audience. I know it's kind of mainstream. WWE yeah. is mainstream, but wrestling's always been a niche audience. Yeah, it has, so yeah. it needs people that love it. But that doesn't mean you can do it, right?" right? It, you know, I uh, I love basketball. Sure, right? I saw it's that. My yeah. favorite sport. Yeah, yeah, mine too. But dude, that doesn't mean I could go run down the court and be like, "All right, LeBron, let's do <laughs> yeah, this." Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So it's 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 two different experiences. You yeah, know? It, definitely. It, there's is. one as an observer and a follower, even if you're a hardcore avid follower, mm-hmm. and there's one that's actually doing it. Right. And um, so. I don't know if that's a very long answer no. to a short question. Well, that, that's a great answer, and I. But there's so many different things that can spawn off of that. But I mean, well, I mean, I, I guess the obvious question for me, I mean, just to kind of talk here, what made you get into wrestling? I mean, you said you lived in Tampa, so I'm assuming you were like a big Hulk Hogan guy, or oh yeah, I'm or, a lifelong uh, fan. You yeah, know? I mean, my my story is not, you know, any more unique in that. Sure, regard. yeah, yeah. You know, I was uh, only child from my mom, and I would drag my poor mom all around the country yeah, for different yeah. wrestling shows yeah um you know lifelong <laughs> fan yeah you know if 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 a wrestler was on a show i watched that show if it was you know triple h on pacific blue yeah i didn't give a crap about pacific blue but damn it i watched pacific blue just for that episode <laughs> triple H. you know those types of things right, 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 right. you know attended wrestlemanias and rumbles and yada yada yeah. so um same thing. I mean, mm-hmm. back then for me, this is a little bit before the internet. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I would get the dirt sheets in the mail. Like oh, wow, torch yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah, Pro Wrestling Torch. Look and, at that name dropping PWT yeah. <laughs> right there. Um, um, you know, so, uh, you know, it's not any different. I mean, just 
you know, I was inspired by it. It was always yeah. my favorite thing to do, watch, and yeah. observe, and be a part of. And uh, I always knew I would be involved one way or the other. And then, uh, but breaking in the business then, and even towards the end there, mm-hmm. is uh, much more different than breaking in now. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine because now it seems like you train, but then the end goal is always to go to WWE. But back then, it was a little well, bit different. I mean, well, I don't know. Well, back back then, up until, I would say, up, in, up until, yeah, about 01, 02, and really when social media came in, into play, um, I can't tell you how many promoters mm-hmm. right now of various groups around mm-hmm. uh, started off being fans at my show. Yeah. I can name four promoters off the top of my head that used to buy tickets to my show. That's badass, man. And that are now running in their own company. Dude, that is awesome. So um, it used to be you had to know somebody, mm-hmm. right? Right. They had to vouch for you. Right. You know, it was very mafia style, you know, <laughs> and, yeah. you know, you didn't just, you know, befriend somebody on on Facebook or MySpace or, you know, whatever the case may be sure. as social media has progressed. But you didn't just, you know, oh, man, I love wrestling. Well, I'll come out and run the camera for mm-hmm. you for free. Yeah. All right. Well, you're in the business. <laughs> you know, it, it that's what it's like now. Yeah. You know, it's very much, unfortunately, and I say unfortunately not to be mean. Right. Sure. But, you know, uh, I don't want to say the vetted process because that were starting to sound political, like, like Donald Trump or something. <laughs> yeah, we can open up Pandora's box with that if you want, man. But, you know, it almost seems like there isn't a process anymore right. that kind of you know weeds through the people that are actually going to do something in this business, and then those that are just fans. And there's sure. nothing wrong with being a fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, you, you you need people that love and crave the business. Right, right, right. But it takes a certain person to to be involved, mm-hmm. and uh, it does change your perspective on a lot of things. Right, and so uh, it's like a, it's like that episode of Game of Thrones where he tells Jon Snow to to kill the boy, <laughs> right? Yeah, and you're like, kill the boy. What does that mean? Well, it's time for Jon Snow to be a man, right? right? Yeah, it's the same thing with wrestling. There's a point where you have to <clears throat> kill the fan, and I don't mean kill the fans, like I mean but kill the fan. Then, then you, yeah, that's what I was gonna say, and. And, you know, where you're no longer like, wow, you know, they're so-and-so. Or right. Whatever, right. You, you know, you're no longer that anymore. And um, you want to be perceived as like right. an equal to right. these type of guys. Or you're like, you're the promoter. Like, you don't, don't cross that line kind Correct. of thing. So, you know, and it's not for everybody. You right. Know I mean, a lot of times I find guys that try to get involved and then they're like, you know what? It wasn't for me, man. I, I, I enjoy just just watching it. And I was like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know. So I think right now it's the, <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's the easiest time for uh, people to be in wrestling. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's never been easier. Right. Um, but I can see that. I yeah. think at the same time, like, you know, it, it, the business has to adapt. You know, all businesses have to adapt. Right. And we just have to adapt to that. Right. Right. You know, and it's hard. It's, yeah. it, it's hard to having to tell people like, Hey, you know, <laughs> calm down, brother. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's a, it's a long road. I mean, dude, it, you know, I've been doing this for what? 17 years yeah, now. That's a long time for RCW, you know, and I, and I run into these guys all the time, all the time, you know, Oh man, I'm going to start my own promotion. By God, it's going to be the biggest promote, you know, it's like, <laughs> brother, just run your show. Do Don't it. worry about what everybody else is doing. You know, just run your show, 
and do the best you can. Right, right. Right. And you know, you're not gonna do anything that hasn't already been thought of. You're not gonna do anything you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna throw myself in there. Yeah. Um you know, but it, you know, just understand that and and then you're gonna find out that you have to kill the fan. The business is it's hard. Oh yeah, it's, it's very it's, a, it's very cutthroat. It's yeah. very you know, it's a fraternity, but at the same time, you have to be, you know, kind of. You got to be the dick because yeah. you're the promoter. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I don't know if you could cuss on this. No, show. you can definitely do. Okay, by all okay. means, yeah, you got to be the dick, and you got to like tell them this is what it's going down. You're basically like Vince McMahon, right. but you love you love your talent, but then at the end of the day, you're still a promoter, yeah. and you got to do business. I mean, I always tell people, like especially aspiring promoters and, and people like that, I'm like, you know, because I I'm married and I have a kid. Sure. And. uh I, I tell guys, I'm like, hey, look, you know, if at the end of the show you walk away from the show and you've lost two thousand mm-hmm. dollars, right? Because you you got to pay for. You can't just be like, you're gonna have a bad reputation if you didn't do have a good uh, night at the show. Like mm-hmm. you didn't have a good night at the door. Mm-hmm. Your you know your revenue didn't cover your expenses. The guys are gonna be like, oh man, it's okay, brother. You know, just just pay me half of what you. Oh. They're not gonna be like that at all. Right, right, right. I mean? They're gonna want what they're they say. They're gonna want you know the venue's gonna want to be paid. You know this these bills are gonna be paid. So if at the end of the night, if you're able to come home and, and you know say, hey, we lost two thousand dollars on a show, you know, and and be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, then then there's potential for you, but it's like. Uh, a lot of the guys don't understand that and like i said they think oh man i'm gonna make this match in the storyline that's yeah. what i say that's the fun part right 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 you know because there has been times i've lost you know what i mean yeah sure but there's times that i've offset it but at the same time it it takes a lot of work and a lot of sacrifice so, yeah you know can you drop you know or could you drop money like that for six months 12 months right right and you know and 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 it's a fortunate when a company starts up with that mentality, oh, man, I'm going to do it. And, you know, sure. I'm get all these big sponsors and, yeah. and you know, all these big names attached. They're gone. Six months, 12 months, you know, a year, two years. You know what I mean? Right, right. We've been for 15 years. Wow. And there's not many promotions around that can say that. Yeah. Both that are more successful than us and sure. at our level and less. Right. So, you know, and a big part of it, of our staying power is just you know certain formulas that that we've just figured out right yeah experience just all yeah trial and error man yeah and like yourself being a promoter you're trying to book people i'm doing the same thing for my podcast man right. I'm, I'm trying to reach out to people and i try to talk to people all facets of life something that either i'm into or what's inspirational entrepreneur right. stuff so i could pick your brain for hours on what is good and what is bad to do and try to encourage somebody like a big name or something and i mean i i got to talk to people like billy gunn and kurt angle and tommy dreamer at that wrestling show because right. i talked to the promoter and he's like yeah you can come back you can come in and talk to him I was like, oh sweet so then i talked to him but i wanted to be perceived as an equal but when i turned on this thing and i started talking it was like 15 year old me or 18 year old sure, me like absolutely. shaking and like kind of i think the only person i felt really comfortable with was was billy gunn because he just kind of made it easy I mean, when I saw Kurt Angle, I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm talking to an Olympic gold medalist. And, you know, but I mean, but definitely want to be seen as an equal, you know, and and it's always easier said than done. Oh, yeah. So, you know, but as you get more comfortable with it, it gets easier. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm noticing that. I'm noticing that now, just reaching out to people and 
finding finding those uh those names you yeah. go after those names but i mean of course it's just like a slow build process like you said i think to me it sounds like you worked within your means at the beginning and then you've kind of slowly worked your way into this thing. yeah because i i saw what happens when you you dive head first right yeah. and yeah. uh you know, diving head first is exciting, but there may be a rock underneath that water. So, <laughs> um, you know, so I've seen that. And, and we we operate under a formula of running a school and, yeah. and focusing primarily on the on the local talent and building them up. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I mean, dude, there, there's oh man, there's a <laughs> I dropped my cap. Uh, there's not a there's not a media that we haven't done. And yeah. I mean, we've uh, we've been on live television. Yeah. We've had two. Uh, runs on television. I've heard uh, some of your plugs on Kiss a few times right. too. Um, you know, we we've had contracts where we had a thirteen week contract where we had a weekly TV show. That's awesome, man. Stuff like that. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, <laughs> a lot of this stuff. Like when I hear certain people do it, yeah. Uh, like I'll just be honest. Justin was one of them. He, he came up here and met with me one time. Yeah. And you know, a lot of the stuff I hear, I, I hear the enthusiasm, which is great. Sure, sure. You know, but it's like you know, at the same time, I'm like, well, slow down a little bit. Yeah, that's that's been tried, and yeah. you know, um, but I mean, you know, going. I mean, I feel like I keep circling. Back no, you're to you're that, fine, but, man. I think yeah. you're good. I think the point is, is just kind of work work it in slowly, and but you have a lot of experience in that because you were a wrestler. Took bumps. You did all this stuff. Yeah, so we shut up a ring. Yeah, that you man. Know, that's like. I you, mean, you know, I've. I mean, even today, even today, um, I still drive the ring truck. Wow. I still put up the ring. I still put up the. I mean, I still get my hands on on everything. Yeah. Um, you know, I still pick guys up from the airport. I still. You know, do a lot of those things, but, but I think it's it, in a case it's more it's a very DIY kind of thing. But they probably respect you more for that because, like, hey, this guy, it's his it's his promotion. He's doing this. He's doing that. Yeah, you're I, working your ass off to and, do it, and and that's very much lost. I think again, going back to social social media yeah. is both a blessing and a curse, <laughs> depending on how you use sure. It. Yeah, for a lot of the local guys, my feeling is they uh, they let it get to them, mm -hmm. right? And uh, I could tell you, without question, not just doing my job here, which I look at numbers. I'm in marketing. Marketing, right. everybody, <laughs> I have a phrase about marketing, which is everybody thinks they're a marketer. Yeah. You know, until they actually do real marketing. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, anyone could sit there and say, walk outside and say, I own this business. <laughs> right? Anyone could do that. Right. Right. But marketing is so much more than that. It's about numbers. It's about evaluating the methods that you that you've chosen in yeah. order to reach your audience and things like that. Yeah. So, everybody. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, they they all think, and I, and I know what you're saying because firsthand when I started a podcast, I'm like, yeah, we're gonna get all these listeners. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. And you're like, oh wow, but, I only have 50 followers. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, the guys kind of they get very excited, and very yeah. enthusiastic, and I understand. When, uh, you know, they get, you know, followers on Facebook, you know, man, I got 200 followers. I may even get a thousand or 2000 yeah. followers. Right. You know, I got the heel face wrestling podcast guys <laughs> you know, following me. Yeah, yeah. That's great. But here's the thing. The heel face wrestling guys are just overall supportive. Right. Right. Yeah. So they're going to follow everybody. Right. Right. You know, versus when a Jim Ross tweets out about your company yeah well the guy has like a million followers right you know yeah I mean? that's, that's good business good so press right there let's just say half of that million saw hey guys i'm gonna be at 
RCW on you know January twenty seventh. Yeah. Right? Okay, that's five hundred thousand followers. It just so. <laughs> Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think social media kind of confuses them a little bit, makes mm. them more uh, you know enthusiastic. Sure. And it, it, and it's they're young, they're inexperienced. I get it. You know, so a, a lot of it, they start getting this thing like, oh, man, I'm a superstar because, yeah. you know, I got, you know, now I got a thousand friends or whatever. Right. You know, I don't need to help with the rent anymore. But here's the thing. I got a great story. I always Dude. tell this. Yeah. So Marty Gennetti. Wow. And he was a great guy. He's yeah. awesome. Uh, it was the week after he busted uh, the Miz. Okay. The yeah, yeah. And didn't tell anybody this but i mean I, I think if you follow marty you mm-hmm. may have already heard his ankles are in bad shape yeah i heard they're about like that yeah. super uh swollen they're just i mean he the guy walks with a limp he can mm-hmm. barely he didn't tell wwe any of this i guess that's mm-hmm. how he got the match on television right but you know he told me you know hey you know man my ankles are basically broken all the time mm-hmm. right like he's limping all the time really bad yeah and uh you know, I was like, okay, man, you know, we, we made his match out and everything. Very easy match, and mm-hmm. the crowd loved it. So after the show was over, I'll never forget this. I still <laughs> tell Marty this, even if he takes a second to remember who the heck I am. Because <laughs> it meant so much to me. There were some local guys. I'm not going to call out people. Yeah, but sure. there were some local guys that are just waiting off to the side, waiting to get paid or whatever, mm-hmm. while the other guys are doing the ring. And it's very, it's you know... It's disheartening, sure. Right? You know, because you have some guys that are there breaking down the ring, blah blah blah. Yeah. And some guys, oh man, I'm too good for that, brother. I've been working for eight years, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. I've only had two tryouts in WWE, but brother, I've been working for eight years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, you know. So Marty hobbles over, broken ankles and everything. Yeah. And starts pulling boards off the ring. Wow. And I already knew what he was doing just wanted him to verbalize it yeah so i go up to marty i was like hey marty i mean this is the rockers intercontinental yeah yeah awa everything you know uh you know i went to marty i was like hey man look you don't need to do this right yeah yeah. you you go sit down blah blah he's not he's like no it literally like turns around like he's talking but Mm -hmm. he's talking yeah no can i say Dude, okay. say whatever you want. So he goes, he goes. No, fuck these guys. These guys should be grabbing the boards and pulling them off. Right, 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 right. And I mean, it was quite a message. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Was right. Right. He didn't yeah. work at the weekends. Right. This was his job, and. You know, I, I know about the Marty of the tag team. Right, 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 right. But it's the guy that has literally done it, right? And if he was pulling the ring, he was just on Raw a week ago. Yeah. And, you know, on bad ankles, he's like, well, why can't these other guys grab some boards? Yeah. And I will never forget that experience. And I've seen him now and then. You yeah, know, yeah. Like at different conventions and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and I always tell him that story because, I mean, it was it was awesome. Yeah. This is the way we broke in. You know, going back to guys getting into the business now versus then. Right. Like I was saying, like these guys. Spoon fed, basically. Yeah, these guys. these guys, man, they would have to set up rings. They would have to sell programs. Mm-hmm. They would have to, you know, be a ringside photographer or whatever. They, you know, they did all the little jobs like that, which are important, but they did all the jobs like that. 
know, mm-hmm. had any sort of uh, any sort of cloud. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that. I think that just it's like getting into the family business, and you're. It's basically like a family business. You're learning your keep. You know what it's like to take apart the ring. You know what it's like to sell programs. You know what it's like, and you just appreciate all the good stuff that does come with it after that because you're earning your keep. We do, and 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 I mean, buying a ticket is not the same. Right. It, 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 you know, buying a ticket does not make uh, you know equal the same as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because you know, I go to a doctor all the time. Sure. Yeah. Right. No, it does. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Sure. The pollen, the cedar. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is, un- that's unfortunate. That is very unfortunate because, like, you, you have these kids that just kind of, yeah. they grew up in a different era than we did because if I was doing this, I would, you know, I think if, if family-wise, my dad maybe, you know, it's almost like saying you're going to have to eat shit for a little bit sure. and then you work your way into this. But that builds character. That builds the person that, you know, it's like, a lump of clay and you're making yourself a better person out of it but the, most of these kids want everything handed to them now and that's the day and age that we live in now what was Jeff Jarrett like was he cool oh, he's awesome. yeah 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 Right. Right. Yeah. Think. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And at the end of the day, the guys are going to want to get paid. Blah blah. Sure. You know, but. You know, it, I think that sort of uh, earning your keep thing it just isn't as around anymore. It's right. as valued. Right. So at the end of the day, when you do a promotion and when you look back and you see Jim Ross, and I saw that video you sent me where he basically, I mean, he put you over. I mean, yeah. he made you. That's a big deal. Dude, that is. I mean, because it's Jim Ross. Jim Ross has been in the business for, what, almost 40 years? Right. And it's not every day that Jim Ross is saying, hey, these guys run a, a great operation. They have a great, you know, Brandon's a great guy or whatever. I mean. That is like that's like a like a LinkedIn reference basically, but it's live, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
dude heck yeah man i mean that that's like i mean that it opens so many doors basically it could basically open up a lot of doors and that's that's a good thing for you and maybe attract other people to come out like you know you got ddp coming out in a few weeks to come to your show and i mean is that so the booking process for you i'm assuming you do that so you reach out to these guys email whatever hey i'm doing this and i saw some of these guys real um do they blow you off are they receptive or Mm-hmm. Like a like an assistant or well, yeah, booker. Another wrestler. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that helps a lot versus a cold call out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. By, by promotions and companies way higher than me. Yeah. Uh, How are we on time? Are we good? Yeah, we're good. Okay. Uh, so, you know, he's, he's not going to be like, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, anytime you get an endorsement by someone that, I'm going to throw another mafia. Do go for it. Yeah. But anytime you get an endorsement by someone that's made, that's a big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't just let anybody have to see Joe Pesci. Right, right, right. You're like, yeah, I want Joe Pesci to come over here. He's going to come to my show. Yeah, do you know him? No, yeah. Joe Pesci's like, hey, you're Robin De Niro's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, you know, it's it's that type of thing, but I think it's kind of losing it a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and but hey, it, businesses have to adapt. Right? Sure. So um, I know there's you know people that are doing great things in, in a short amount of time, mm-hmm. and, you know, going straight from you know crowd in and you know. Yeah. So, but time will tell. I mean, time you know catches up to us all. Sure, it definitely does. You know, after your eighth year, ninth year. <laughs> you're like, you know? Oh man, that's cool. So you. You did that your event that weekend in conjunction with the Royal Rumble. It's almost similar to like what, like WrestleCon, where they do that WrestleMania weekend. Right. Was it? So you know now you're getting WWE is mainstream. Right. You know it's like the NBA and the NFL sure. and stuff like that. So now you're getting to where these pay per views are starting to become what they call destination pay per views. Right, right, right. So Royal Rumble, I think, is one of them. WrestleMania, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, SummerSlam is another one where you know it's a whole weekend of just wrestling activities it's like a, you know wrestling fans dream right, right 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 you know they have you know guys will do comedy shows and you know different appearances mm-hmm. different indie shows and, right you know so it, you make a weekend out of it and i think it's proven to be successful so you know san antonio hosted the royal rumble and you know we were privileged to be a part of the the whole weekend festivities yeah. and kicking things off and and you know it was fun you know we had fans from all over yeah show. that's I awesome mean, um i don't know if, did you go to it dude i didn't get to go because i had to work so we had the fans from like england there wow and you know how they always sing and, and they do this chant thing so yeah. you know jeff jarrett's in the ring and they came up with this whole song out of nowhere <laughs> for jeff jarrett they kept singing it over and over and over throughout the match yeah and it was hilarious it, and i asked them where they were from they're like from england yeah, Scotland, yeah. And like 
I was like, that's cool, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, not only are they, you know, hilarious and things like that and you know, making it fun, mm-hmm. but, you know, that's that's cool that someone from another country and other places like that would, you know, say, Come hey, check out your show, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to that show, you know, so that's awesome. Yeah, so, so now you're doing shows every month, once a month? Well, now we're doing them uh, every six to eight weeks. They're a little bit bigger and, and more... Uh, they're more focused on bringing in legends and superstars. Yeah. Because uh, we don't operate a school anymore. Okay. Um, I, I feel like there's a lot. There's, man, you could you could throw a stick and hit an independent <laughs> promotion right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and I think all of them are have good intentions and things like that. You know, so there, there's no. My, my viewpoint on it is. You, Again, going back to marketing, which is something I believe that I know about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you have a guy that wrestles for every promotion in one city, mm-hmm. th- to me, the stock goes lower, mm-hmm. right? Even though the guy may be a great talent, he may, you know, be a future WWE superstar, yeah, all that stuff. And let me illustrate it with another point. Living in Tampa, mm-hmm. first time I ever met Hulk Hogan, I was like, holy shit, there's Hulk Hogan. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Second time, I was still kind of like, holy shit, there's Hulk Hogan. Third time, not as much. Mm-hmm. Fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, because I live close to him. Right, right. Uh, like, oh, there's Terry Clearwater, Yeah. <laughs> we lived on Clearwater Beach, yeah, so yeah. I would see him at the grocery store. I would see him at the gym or whatever. So it started to go down. Same thing with Shawn Michaels, mm-hmm. right? First time I stepped foot in the Shawn Michaels camp, he's like, oh, shit, there's Shawn Michaels. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. After a while, you know, he becomes one of the, he becomes an average guy that cusses mm-hmm. and burps and farts, right? <laughs> so, you know, that's what I'm saying. When you overexpose your your product that much, mm-hmm. your your market value goes down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I, I, I've often met with resistance because I try to tell the guys, look, just pick one promotion in the city to wrestle for, right? Sure, sure. And that's gotten me in some hot water or something <laughs> like that. But, you know, I, I've... So now I'm just like, all right, look, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do every six to eight weeks. The focus is going to be more on the legends and, and, and superstars of wrestling incorporated with the traditional RCW brand. Yeah, right? yeah. And, you know, the shows are going to be bigger. They're going to be a lot more hype around mm-hmm. them and stuff like that. And we're not just going to run just to run. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's kind of our formula now versus like a lot of groups are just I was the same way. You run just to run, you know, to yeah, give yeah. your guys experience, yeah, yeah. you know, things like that. But I think the shows now are, are a lot more impactful. Right. Cause you're treating it more like a business. You're keeping the product fresh and yeah, fresh. And, and, uh, you know, you can only go to the well so many times. Right, right. 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 And, uh, you know, just trying to always come up with, you know, new and big things mm-hmm. to do and, and, you know, trying to make the shows big. Yeah. Right. You know, you can't have uh, Metallica play one weekend, Guns N' Roses play the next weekend, and the Foo Fighters play the following weekend. Eventually, people are just going to be like, dude, look, I only have so much money. Okay? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I can't, you know, as much as I love these bands, right, I can't mm. go every single weekend. Right, right, right. So that's how I look at it, you know, especially today's economy. Disposable income is yeah. Is at a premium right now, right? So, and that's what we are. Wrestling is entertainment. Entertainment is a disposable income. I know it may feel like no, hey, dude, for some, <laughs> right? 
It's, but, a, it's a form of entertainment for some, yeah, yeah. for all I of mean, us. It, you know, some will probably equate it to their electric bill, you know, <laughs> but, you know, but for most people, it's a disposable income. So, you know, can't they afford to take their family forward to a wrestling show every single weekend? Mm-hmm. Just not reality. Yeah, yeah, that's not. Yeah. So I think that people like WWE have been around for 50, 60 years, so they have the ability. They turned it into a territory, to a nationwide thing, and, I mean, people are going to flock to them no matter what. But well, for the most part, mm-hmm. overwhelmingly now, and I, I, I always laugh when fans pick on the WWE Network, I'm like, well, for the most part, if you don't buy any merchandise in a given month, all yeah. you're spending on the best in the world is $10 a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they know? get $10 of my money every month. And I, 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 I'll watch something, I'll find something, and I'm like, this is why I have this. Right. Yeah, you're like, you I know? can watch two documentaries and I'm good. WWE may come to San Antonio, what, once or twice a year, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, that's it, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, all their other programming is, is free. Raw yeah. is free, SmackDown's free, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's part of your cable package. Sure, sure. Um, but it's it's does it cost you to watch that show directly? Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that really costs WWE fans, if you don't buy any other merchandise, DVDs, whatever that month, is just ten dollars a month. Yeah. If you buy the WWE Network. <laughs> That's it. So you know, as as independent promoters, have to think about that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so what we're telling them is, you got to load up the car with your family drive to a, another part of town you know to see wrestlers that for the most part you may not know or that are no longer wwe right, right? i.e they're you know they're, they're not necessarily in their prime as they were in wwe sure um but they're still your heroes and your icons uh you know it, that's a hard sell right yeah, yeah no longer is it ten dollars a month now you're talking you know 50 mm-hmm. 100 you know whatever the case may be sure right? And so for a lot of people, that's a struggle. That's why I always try to tell the aspiring promoters, you have to look at it as a business and not necessarily as an independent business. Because just because you don't agree with what WWE is doing, like storyline-wise, yeah, yeah. creative-wise, doesn't entitle you to be a promoter. Right. You know, you have to look at it like, can these people, you know, can you know, can the the populace support my product mm-hmm. right or mm-hmm. am i going to come home and tell my wife and, and kids hey look i lost five thousand dollars on the show you know hey we can't take that vacation now because i had to pay this guy i used to watch in wwe right <laughs> so yeah you have to that's the reality of it Dude, making matches is fun i mean right. you know i can make matches all day long <laughs> right you know like you when i look at certain groups that are doing cool stuff at uh one one group that's doing really cool stuff really do great uh, stuff is uh wrestle circus yeah I've, I've heard a lot about them and you know they just started up they're doing really cool stuff doing a good job mm-hmm. you know and they're 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 really aiming at a at a very young targeted audience with you know athletes that aren't signed but mm-hmm. are very exciting and, yeah you know high profile and you know who uh, he uh, Cabana promoted them quite right. a bit on his podcast. He said that he had such a blast yeah, on at that yeah. show. So they're you know they're doing some some great stuff. But like I said, you know, mm-hmm. um, but behind the scenes for uh, for them, I'm sure there's a lot of work that, that oh, promoter sure. and, and 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 everybody behind the scenes is doing. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it, you know, making matches that's the to me that's the fun part. Yeah, you know, anyone can sit there and say, well, you know, I want to put these two legends together or I want to put, you know, 
ricochet with you know mm-hmm. uh, Zack Sabre Jr. I'm like, no <laughs> duh. Okay. I mean, oh, well, I wonder if that's going to be a good match, right? <laughs> you know, of course that's yeah. that's the easy part, but you know, in the background there has you know there has to be a lot of stability and a mm-hmm. lot of assets, and you know they're doing cool stuff, and and that's awesome. Yeah. You know, I, I'm look. <laughs> you know, uh, as long as you know people are cool and, yeah. and and understanding and you know are empathetic, we don't necessarily always have to agree creatively. Sure, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But you know, at the same time, you know, I am accountable for my family's welfare. Right. So if I feel that that is being threatened in some way. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna have to take steps forever. It's well, just mafia style, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Look, I have to ask you, man, because I'm talking to you here, and you seem like a really easygoing guy. Right. Do you have to? Does do you have to turn on? Does does asshole dickhead yes. Brandon have to come Absolutely. out? Absolutely. Yeah. And and it's but out there. Like, it's like there's, <laughs> there's a reputation that me yeah. and, and and some of the guys that I run with have, and things like that. But you know, that's because, like I said, you know, there there is an accountability to where. I come home, you know, I, I'm living in a house I've always wanted to live in. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm had a, I'm at a job that I've always wanted to work in. You know, I have a great, great wife and kid and you know, I couldn't I couldn't live without them. Right. So at the <clears throat> end of the day, you know, I and this is my passion. Wrestling yeah. is my passion. Yeah, yeah. Right. And believe me, God knows it's interfered with a lot of things. Oh, I'm sure. You know, but you know, I'll be damned, you know, if someone's gonna mess with that sure you know what i mean like it's just it's not gonna happen yeah you yeah know? And i'm a pretty reasonable guy sure and i think uh again going back to social media <laughs> i think it's made a lot of keyboard warriors and, and oh, made yeah. people trolls uh not communicate effectively anymore mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um you don't have the phone calls anymore right. you don't have the you know oh this person said you know what a mean person this person said this about me whatever but mm-hmm. the reality of the situation is you know, it's like I say, there's two story. you know, each side has a story and right. there's a truth in the middle. Right, right. His <laughs> side, his side and right. the facts. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so, you know, yeah, it's easy to sit there and get on Facebook. Yeah, hey, uh, Facebook follower, you know, Mino Brandon said this. There's probably a reason why. Yeah. Because I'm not just going to like, as no. you said, my temperament, I'm not yeah. just going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, right I'm off the rails just yeah. because I'm crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. Um, you know, usually there's going to be something that, you know, it could be a miscommunication, could yeah. be an error in judgment, could be whatever. Right? Yeah. But I'm going to sell it or I'm going to fix it because in order to move on to the next step. Yeah. I've got to move on. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And you're, you're, it's your baby. It's your right. bread and butter. It's your livelihood. And it's not going to come in the way of your family. Right. That is 100% respectable. Right. I, if I was doing that, I wouldn't want anybody like you're gonna take want to take more money f- away from me. That's gonna right. affect my family. Uh, no, nah, that ain't uh, happening. Another thing that really frustrates yeah. me too, uh-huh. what I uh, see aspiring promoters do this, it <laughs> bugs me to no end, <laughs> is you know I worked really hard in media and, and just in my own career to develop sure. all the contacts that I have. You yeah, know, just within the media, within businesses, you know everybody that follows RCW, not. And when I say that, I, I don't mean that they're just RCW fans. Right, right. They're wrestling fans. Right, right, but right. Those are people that a lot of times, I can't tell you how many times I've heard 
this. Man, I didn't even know wrestling was here in San Antonio. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know wrestling was here in San Antonio yeah. until I heard you on the Billy Master Show. Yeah, or until yeah. I saw you on TV or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. Or, or, you know, I saw Jim Ross was coming, so I went mm. to your show. You know, I can't tell you how many people said So it bugs me to no end when inspiring promoters uh, then come through my Facebook and try to friend request people. Like, uh, that bothers me. And then, yeah. like, so, like, my, my wife will show me, yeah, look, so-and-so friend requested me for the third time. <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> people here at the university that, you know, know I'm the wrestling guy, yeah. blah, blah. Hey, who's so-and-so? Oh, uh, yeah, you know, this is this one guy that's trying to run shows. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm like, dude, you know, don't do that. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Like, you know, go out there and make your own contacts. Yeah. You know, if I'm on try the other station right right right, right? you yeah. know what i mean like yeah. uh if i had this guy as a sponsor at this mm-hmm. one that pisses me off mm-hmm. if i have a, someone as a sponsor please don't call my sponsor right 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs> like why are you gonna take yeah i get because it because i'm pretty sure about 99 percent of the time my sponsor is gonna call me and say hooey hey who's uh blah 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 right and i'm gonna be and i'm gonna give them my honest opinion mm-hmm. all right okay they would Crump both the number third away, wow. but I I looked like the jerk, right? Right, right. You know, and so when you say that, like you're talking about, like another promoter trying to take your sponsor and use it for right, their show. Oh, right. you know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. And it's okay. like, brother, there's tons of businesses in San Antonio. I, there's tons of things to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't be trying to call my my people and be like, yeah, man, we're gonna do it so much bigger. And oh, blah, blah. I'm like, look, look whoa, 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 why do whoa, I get whoa. the feeling I know what this is about? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It yeah. happens all the time. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It happens all the time. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, dude, just run your company the way you want to run it, you know, and just don't worry about what I'm doing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. dude, I'm just one guy, <laughs> right? You know, go out there and try to establish your identity. Yeah. I did the same thing. When the, when I first started RCW, I was all about screwing with these one guys right? <laughs> yeah. like oh man I'm gonna I'm put them out of business and blah 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 right yeah it I in my opinion we did that right mm-hmm. we weakened them and you know yada yada yeah and I was like what do we have after that sure right yeah. it wasn't until I started sitting there saying look I, I don't care what these guys are gonna do they could do whatever they want to do right right and the brand that is sure building the brand yeah and you know if they want to run every week or they want to call all my people let them (laughs) let them because you know at the end of the day you know you have to give credit to people they're smart right right and eventually they're going to sit there and say like dude you know run your own thing right right, right. do it your own way don't (laughs) don't poach off of my my people or whatever yeah yeah, i get you build your own identity that's they've done a great job building an identity in a very short amount of time yeah as unique and and different mm-hmm. and sort of cool right right you know the wrestle circus you know when i first started i was like that's kind of an interesting yeah name. yeah i think like clowning right stuff you know <laughs> but but they've done a really good yeah. job in, in building in your identity the same thing here at, at a college we're not trying to be UTSA all you know competitor mm-hmm. right we're trying to be Texas a and San Antonio, you know, we're on the opposite side of town. Right. We're trying to have our own look, our own identity. You know, we're not trying to, you know, launch a football team. So that way we go against the, the Roadrunners. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, we're trying to build our own thing so that way people can latch on to it. Right. You know, 
like one of the things I'm doing here is trying to get inclusive speakers. Mm-hmm. Hence Diamond Damn Dallas Page, Page coming here. Yeah. Jake the Snake last year. Oh, Jake know. the Snake came down here. Yes. Wow. You know, so that way Rusty fans can sit there and say, like, dude, when I was 19, 18, 19 years old, if if uh, a college was bringing in Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart and you know from that, yeah. Era, I'd be like, dude, I'm going to school there. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would have. I would have been saying because I think with D, with DDP, he's something more than just a professional wrestler. He's yeah. like a he's an entrepreneur. He's a promoter oh, yeah. of himself, motivational man. I saw the resurrection resurrection of Jake yeah, the Snake, dude. I must have cried like three yeah. times throughout that movie, yeah. that documentary, man. But here's the thing, like wrestling fans historically, I, I remember when I was in school in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a wrestling fan, you were like an outcast. Almost, right, right, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's you know, fake. Or it's this, fake. You only know, watch day. that fake shit. Yeah, you know, yeah, blah, 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 right? Yeah. You know, you didn't really say you're a wrestling fan. It wasn't until, like, the Attitude Era yeah. when people started wearing shirts. Yeah. That, you know, it was like, oh, wait, you're a wrestling fan? Like, oh, I, I thought I was the biggest wrestling fan I've yeah. ever known, right? So I know what it's like to be in that kind of group. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, true uh, diversity and inclusiveness is reaching out to people of all different passions mm-hmm. right it's not just the obvious right it's 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 all different backgrounds and stuff like that so that's what i'm trying to get to you know and i've gotten the university to see is that, hey, look for this investment that it takes to bring ddp in with college tuition being the way it is today let's say one person says that's cool that diamond dallas page comes to texas am san antonio i'm gonna go to school there like you just made back here yeah times. i don't know <laughs> Dude, I'm still paying on my college loans. Oh, you know I'm man? sure. Yeah, my wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people. My sister, I think, is still paying on her college yeah. loans, man. Yeah. So. so, you know, but that, you know, oh, man, that's kind of cool. Uh, I did a Star Wars thing here. Mm-hmm. Um, a Star Wars art exhibition here. Yeah. Why? Because Star Wars fans are just like wrestling fans. Yeah. You know, they're they're kind of like their segment. Yeah. You know, you bring them in. Like, oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. You know, and then they meet other people that have similar passions and then you know they start debating about who's better character and all this other crap right <laughs> but that's that's cool yeah right let yeah. them do that let them come in and, and do that stuff yeah right? so that's what i mean like i i guess just my background in marketing and branding because yeah. i'm as the creative design manager here not only is marketing part of my job a big part of my job is the brand responsibility mm-hmm. so that's what i was trying to say like you know let's not be utsa alternate yeah. yeah let's be our own thing yeah you know and you know where i got that wrestling yeah <laughs> that is that is definitely wrestling because look, you look at look at how ecw got popular ecw right. got popular because wcw and wwf were doing this kitty yeah race car drivers and clowns and robocop coming out and all yeah. this other stuff yeah so ecw was like, hey, let's, let's be the complete opposite right right got, yeah WWF truly didn't separate itself from WCW until they stopped the, like, I hated the billionaire Ted skits. Oh, yeah, those are, those yeah, those are dumb. Because I was a Hogan fan and a Savage fan. I was like, I was like, dude, you know, painting them as old, past time, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, some people are going to jump on board with that and some yeah. people aren't. But it wasn't until WWF said, hey, we're going to do the Attitude Era. And here's Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, and yeah. DX. It was like, whoa, shit, this is great. <laughs> but, they, but they took a page out of ECW's book, <laughs> they right? They did. I mean, to, but there was ties between them, those two promotions, yeah. weren't there? And, and again, I mean, 
who really knew about ECW wrestling fans? Right. And WWF is is the NBA, right? Right. I right. Mean, they're mainstream, so they're again going back to uh, numbers and appeal, mm-hmm. right? ECW appealed to the diehard wrestling fans, right? Right. Yeah. The, you know, I mean, I was one of them, man. I yeah. bought their tapes off of our video, Dang. brought them to uh, high school, the high school I was going Dude, to. Dude, tape trading, huh? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, tape trading. And then, like, I was in a journalism class. Wow. You know, it's kind of one of those blow-off classes. Yeah, yeah. And remember the old-school VCR TV setup yeah, that yeah. all schools had? Yeah, yeah. I'd pop in the ECW TV, look at this. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Tommy Dreamer would be like Paul driving yeah. Beulah with her skirt hanging over her head and stuff. <laughs> you know, and and so you know, but that that's because I was a major wrestling fan. Right. right? Once WWF took some of those cues for the Attitude Era mm-hmm. and brought it to a you know bigger audience, you know, and it just became it snowballed and it became yeah. what it was. But I mean, that's what you got to do. You have to make your own identity, right? Right, and yeah. be like you know. Yeah, we, Com- competition's a good thing, but you don't want to. Yeah, you don't want it to be the only thing. Yeah, I have all right. to go. Actually, all right, all right, man. Well, <laughs> hey, man, real quick before we wrap up, uh, you want to tell everyone where they can find your sure. Your stuff? We're at uh, rcw-wrestling.com, and then on Twitter and Facebook at rcw forever, and then Instagram. It's also rcw forever, but there's like a little underscore in between the rcw nice. and forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, Brandon, hey, thanks for taking the time, man. I'm glad that we got to talk for more than 30 minutes, man. Yeah. It was some good stuff. I feel like we could talk for hours, man. Yeah, so got to have you back on or do something, man. Yes, for sure. All right, man. All right, guys. So that was my conversation with Brandon talking about wrestling, talking about promoting, talking about marketing, talking about all kinds of things and talking about earning your keep. I think that was the biggest thing is earning your keep and earning your place in the business and that goes in any business any type of gig or anything that you're doing you know if you're a promo- if you're in wrestling you gotta really work to earn your earn your way up work your way up the ladder just like in any job whether it's retail whether it's fast food whether it's a podcast whether it's you know a, in a family you know i talk about how you know my dad made me do something to kind of have more respect for for what what's done and just kind of earning my way through it I think that, that that builds a lot of character and to be able to do what he's doing and all the time and effort that he's put in that he, that he mentioned throughout the show is really, really the key and the most important thing. Um, I, I hope that it, there was a connection for some of you in a lot of ways what we talked about, whether if you're wanting to do your own business or whether you're wanting to do you know, something out of the norm. And uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast, Brandon, and I, I really appreciate your time. And uh, I hope that we can talk more again, maybe more about about the booking side or maybe more about your favorite matches or whatever. I mean, there's so many things you, we can talk about. And, yeah, thank you all so much for listening. I, uh, thank you for always subscribing. If you are subscribing, thank you so much for doing that. And thank you if you've left a review. And thank you if you've shared. I, just a big thank you. Showing your support. I really, really appreciate it. It makes me want to work that much harder when I hear somebody, at least, you know, if somebody says, hey, man, that was a great podcast this week. I liked it a lot. You know, learned something more about you that I didn't know. That's cool. Or, hey, man, I enjoyed hearing about a promoter or whatever. I mean, any guest that I've had on the show, if it if you can connect to it somehow, that always makes me feel really good. Anyway, guys, uh, that's about that time on social media, uh, Twitter and Instagram at Royal Santos Jr. Uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash hold of row. That is my Facebook page. 
You can also email me at rolsjr at gmail.com. You can ask me questions. You can tell me what you think of the podcast. Um, if you want to be a guest and you're listening and you have, I don't know, maybe you want to be on the show, reach out to me there or whatever. I am always available at your beck and call, so to speak, to, uh, to hear what you have to say. I would love to hear what you have to say. And, uh, and I also want to take the time to give more thank yous, and that's thank you to my wife for always supporting me and letting, and just believing in me and knowing what I can do. You always make me feel like I can reach for the stars. I really, really appreciate it. You are my best friend, and I love you for that. love you so much. And my family, my mom, dad, sisters, thank you all for everything that you've done for me and, if you, and for all the support, support that you have shown me. And shout out to Potter and family for always supporting me. And uh, we support each other, right? We all work off each other. And a lot of friends came from that. You know, Sean, uh, Fear, Sean from the Horribly Awkward, Mandy, Nick from the Epic Film Guys, David, the producer, producer, producer. Uh, so many people, so many people. Juliet from the Unwritable Rant podcast. That's a great podcast. She just had Mike Rowe on her show. That was great. Uh, all right, guys. Well, uh, special thanks to Heavy, <laughs> Heavy D. I always want to say Heavy D when I say this. Special thanks to Waylon Thornton and the Heavy Hands for allowing me to use the music. Guys, you've been listening to The World of Row. Stay tuned as The World of Row turns. You all have a wonderful weekend. We'll catch you next week.